Welcome to the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Foresight. At Foresight, we are cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. Thank you for tuning into today's podcast. Please enjoy the rest of our show. Well, hey, friends, welcome to the podcast today. I'm Jenny Catron, your host and founder and CEO of the Foresight Group. And today I have a solo episode for you. We've had a ton of great interviews so far this year. In fact, do you know this is episode 98? We are coming up on 100 episodes of Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast, which is crazy to me. But I just want to say thank you for listening. Thanks for being a part of this community. I love talking all things leadership and culture. I'm super grateful for how you guys engage in this, share it, and just help us have some amazing conversations. So today, I want to share three reasons why developing your team culture is, I believe, the most important work that you need to do this year. We're right here as I'm recording this. We're just at a year into the dynamics of the pandemic, and we are all feeling the shifts within our team and the changes that we've experienced because of this past year. And so for us as leaders, you know, the first part of last year, you were just trying to navigate the craziness and triage everything. Well, now the effects are felt distinctly, the long-term effects, and we're realizing just the shifts and the changes that have happened, especially within our teams. So I believe it's super important for us to pay attention to this as leaders and give some disproportionate attention to how do we facilitate the health of our team in this climate. So we're going to get into that today. Also, at the end of the podcast, I have two exciting ways that you can gain more insight into your culture. So we actually um, just revamped the entire Foresight website. We have some new tools and resources there. So at the end of the episode, I'm going to share those with you because I want you to check those out. But as I mentioned before, it is no secret that this past year has stretched us as leaders. We've all led through something we've never experienced, and it really has challenged us in every way. And we're still figuring out the effects of that. And first of all, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for leading faithfully. Thank you for making hard decisions, for responding graciously to stressed out congregants or customers. Um, Thank you for going above and beyond to just figure out new ways to do the work that you do, for juggling your own concerns and fears and leading others through theirs. And so it's just been a lot. It's required a lot from you. And I know that there are so many things that you've carried that no one else has seen. And so I just want to say thank you. and, And I would encourage you just to take a bit of inventory of that and just recognize how God has kind of given you the strength to navigate all that this year has required of you. And so what I want to share in today's episode is really an attempt to get some altitude and look out on the horizon for what we need to be paying attention to as leaders. Because most of this past year has required those reactions and quick pivots. But in order to lead well for the long haul, leaders need to move back into a posture of anticipation and proactive thinking. And the one area that I think a proactive posture is really needed is in cultivating the culture of your team. So I want to address three of the biggest reasons why I believe you need to be paying attention to this. And then I'll give you three ways that you can immediately begin developing the culture that you want to see. 
So let's look first at those three reasons I believe you need to be paying attention to culture. Might feel obvious, but it might just stir some additional ideas for you. And first, it's likely that your team is leaner. So whether you lead staff or volunteers, uh, maybe both, my guess is that you've lost a team member or two over the past year. We've all had people shifting and moving, changing the challenges of work from home created complexity that caused some people to adjust their schedules, maybe cut their hours, or even quit their job. Concerns for health and safety made it more challenging for people to commit regularly, especially for those of you in nonprofit or church work. Volunteers were a lot slimmer because of all of those reasons. And tighter budgets meant staff cuts in some cases, or at a minimum, the decision to not rehire, right? So any and all of these reasons are leading to teams that are leaner, and here's the kicker. So our teams are leaner, while at the same time, they need to be stronger, which is reason number two, that in this culture and in this environment, your team must be stronger. For most of you, ministry has gotten more complex. Your work has gotten more complex. So Whether you're doing a version of gone more online for those of you in church work, you've done more online things for those of you in marketplace, you've had to figure out how to do things more remotely. All of it has been escalated this year and is now only growing in its importance to your strategy. So figuring out how to do both in-person and online, whether it be ministry or marketplace work, you now have this hybrid um, that's both online and in-person, and it's created more complexity. For those of you in the church world, in-person worship feels different and it's requiring more intentionality to connect people in new and unique ways. That same connectivity issue exists for those of you in other working dynamics that connecting with one another is more challenging. I was talking to a client yesterday and I started working with this organization back in May of last year. We've never met in person. We've had to do all of our work virtually over this past year. And while we've been able to accomplish a lot, the fact that we've never been in the same room working on some of their leadership development stuff and some of the strategy stuff that we're working on, we feel the impact of that and just how much harder it's been to develop the connectivity, the trust, the relationship without having some in-person experience with one another. So that is true for churches. It's true for every business, that that ability to connect with people has been challenged. So it makes the need for our teams to be stronger even more important. What once was a well-oiled machine in your your business or your ministry now feels awkward and cumbersome at times because you're just still trying to figure out how do we do this thing? The workload has multiplied and you're managing leaner teams who have greater responsibility. And I bet that most of you are hoping that this will eventually change, right? We're like, okay, can you know this will eventually change. And at the risk of being the bearer of bad news, I don't think it's going to change, at least not anytime soon, but I actually think this is part of the new way forward. Uh, I believe this is our new reality. And so for all of those reasons, your teams need to be stronger, more unified, and clearly aligned so that they can accomplish mission as effectively as possible. So they're leaner, but they've got to be stronger because there's more complexity and they're, they're just juggling more in this new era. And then the third reason you need to be paying attention to your culture is your team is more disconnected. Now, I hit on the connected piece a minute ago, but your team is more disconnected. And disconnection leads to lack of relationships. Lack of relationship leads to lack of trust. 
And we know that trust is the foundation for every healthy team. Now, that disconnection is understood, isn't it? It's a byproduct of the circumstances we're managing as we determine how to safely office together, how we approach work from home needs or requests. But the bottom line is that your team can't work together if they're not together. They need to stay connected. And you as the leader need to be the catalyst for connection. Now, it's the simple things, right? In that, you know, just the, the, the walk-by conversations, the pats on the back, the, hey, thank you so much for getting that report on time. Hey, I really appreciated how you led that team this weekend. All those little interactions that typically take place in our old world, so to speak, are much harder to recreate, especially in a hybrid culture where a lot of what we're doing and how we're working as a team is virtual. And one of the big things you have to navigate as a leader is even as we start to get back to somewhat normal rhythms of life, now what are the expectations regarding how much people are in person for work, how much we're officing together? All of those questions, you need to have this question of connection at the heart of it because your team is more disconnected and that is eventually going to erode relationships and erode trust. It already has to some degree. You've got to decipher how much and then you've got to figure out how can I create connection even in a new reality and new circumstances. So for those reasons, you need to be paying attention to culture this year. And there's probably more, but focusing on developing your team And creating an extraordinary culture is, in my opinion, the most important work that you can do this year. See, research tells us that strong organizational culture leads to greater employee engagement, less turnover, and more productivity. Great organizational culture is the linchpin between the purpose of your organization and the implementation of your strategy. You can have a great purpose, mission, vision. You can have a fantastic strategy. But if your team is not holding those things together and creating the linchpin with healthy culture, it's going to be irrelevant. Think of it this way. There are three core building blocks to achieving your mission. Purpose, which is your why. People, which is your who. And a plan, your what. So your people, your team, are the glue that holds it all together. So investing and developing them is going to be essential for your organization to thrive this year. It just is. So whether you're the senior leader of your organization or, you know, you are a mid-level leader somewhere directing maybe a team or some volunteers, you have a responsibility to create a culture within your team that inspires and connects people. Again, it is the most important work that you can do this year. My favorite definition of culture is from Dr. Randy Ross. He says, a remarkable culture is a place where people believe the best in one another, want the best for one another, and expect the best from one another. And doesn't that sound like a team you want to be a part of? A remarkable culture is a place where people believe the best in one another, want the best for one another, and expect the best from one another. We need teams like that to continue to lead forward this year. So let me give you those three things that you can do to cultivate a culture that makes this true of your team. First, you just need to define it. How would you define your culture? What kind of culture do you want? And the best question to ask is, what do we look like when we're at our best? What does our team look like when we're at our best? What are we doing? How are we behaving? Be clear about that. 
And then ask yourselves, what do you need to keep? Because this is good about our culture. What do we need to change? Because this is not going the right direction. Like we need to course correct here. This is not a healthy part of our culture. What are the values that guide your behavior and influence how you work together? And by the way, I believe that clarified values are the cornerstone of healthy culture. So defining the values that guide the behavior of your team is a key starting point. This is really, really critical. So define the culture you want and define the values that are essential to creating it. That's going to be the first step in defining it. Second, you need to model it. If you're not living it as a leader, no one else will, right? If they don't see you modeling this, they're not, they may not even see it at all, or they're not going to be uh, convicted to do it. Everything rises or falls on leadership, as John Maxwell often says. So it has to start with you. Whatever you envision, make sure you're modeling it first. Review what you've defined as the culture that you want and start living it. Sometimes we get just overwhelmed by culture. It kind of infuses everything. So it can get a bit overwhelming. We deal with this when we're working with organizations in private workshops or in our online workshop. The whole culture project can be quite overwhelming. But the first step is just, hey, what can you start doing to model, to live out the culture you want to be true of your team? Determine what you need to do to really live out the values and beliefs that you've defined and just start. It can be messy, it can be unorganized, but just starting to live that out is going to be key to help move your culture forward. And then the third thing that I would say is invest in it. You do need to devote time, energy, and resources to focusing on your culture. It's not going to magically fix itself. So you've got to talk about it often. You've got to create rhythms and consistent ways that you are implementing culture throughout every part of organizational life. And it's from meetings, like how you do meetings affects your culture, I promise you, to one-on-one conversations, how you are coaching your team in one-on-one conversations is affecting your culture. Onboarding new staff, huge piece of culture is onboarding new staff and helping them understand here are the values that shape how we work together as a team. Just even thinking through every interaction that you have with staff, every kind of key part of your rhythm of organizational life is shaping culture. And it's an opportunity for you to infuse those values. And so I want to just encourage you to give it the time and attention it needs. And it does need time and attention. And it often kind of gets the leftovers or the afterthoughts, but you need to be intentional to say, hey, I want to define the culture I want, how I want us to behave as a team. What are those values that are going to guide how we work together? And then I need to make sure that they show up all the time. People need to be so clear about the values by which we align as a team that they have no question, because then that's going to start shaping the behaviors and how you interact as a team. I want you to think for a minute about what has been most important to you this past year. And I'm going to guess that the people in your life were the top of the list, weren't they? Some of my greatest joys in leadership have come from developing and leading amazing teams. And I believe that intentionality of investing in your team is going to be what sets you apart in the coming year. It's going to be the differentiator. So we need leaders like you leading with all of who you are for the glory of God and the good of others. And I want to challenge you to create a culture that great people are clamoring to be a part of right? That people just want to be a part of your team because it is so good. It is so strong. And then I want you to discover the joy of leading a team 
that is clearly aligned, unified, and working together to achieve the mission that God has given you. So that is my vision. That is my hope. That is why I think leading your culture, investing in your culture this year is the key thing that you need to do. So as I mentioned, we have two resources that I want you to check out uh, because we want to help you invest in your culture and help you define that culture that you want. And the first thing is we have a brand new assessment on our website. As I mentioned earlier, we just revamped the website. It is amazing. I hope it is a lot clearer about what we do and how we do it. But the first thing you'll see there as you go to getforesight.com is our brand new assessment that is completely free but it's designed to help you discover your culture blind spot. See, every team, every organization has some dysfunction because we're made up of a bunch of messy, complicated humans who are not perfect, right? So every team, every organization, even the best of them have some dysfunction. The question is, do you know what yours is? Do you know what is unhealthy or dysfunctional about your team? And the culture blind spot assessment will help you determine which area of your culture is struggling the most. We're going to assess you in four different areas of culture because cultivating a healthy team culture starts with knowing where you should be investing your time and effort to make a bigger impact in your team. So this free assessment will help you identify your biggest culture blind spot so your team can thrive. So it is free. It is on the homepage of getforesight.com. It's the word get, the number four, the word site, S-I-G-H-T.com. So if you go there right at the top of the page, it will say, take the assessment, just click there and um, you can check that out. And then secondly, I wanna invite you to join us for our two-day culture workshop. So we're gonna be doing this on April 21st and 22nd. And we're taking our culture works framework, which is all the content of our private workshops and facilitating it online with a small group of participants. So historically, we have done two-day workshops on-site with teams to help them both assess, define, and build a plan for a healthy culture. So we cover a lot of ground in two days. Well, the in-person workshop can be costly. Obviously, it's just an investment of having that dedicated private workshop. But then also with the complications of travel and things, it's been a little more challenging for people. So we have an online version. This is the first time we've done the online version where you can learn everything that you need to create the culture you've hoped for in this culture workshop. Again, like I said, we conduct these workshops with organizations all over the country, but we're doing this special two-day online version for a limited number of attendees so that you can learn that whole framework. You'll get some live coaching from our coaches just in a convenient online group setting so you can get all that content and all that information to help you take the next steps in building the culture that you want for your team. I am so grateful, again, for y'all joining us today. Again, all the details for both the free assessment and the culture workshop are on our website, www.getforesight.com. And so you can check out all the details there. Thank you for listening. I would love for you to share this. I would love for you to rate and review it. All of that matters a ton, you guys. I know you hear every person on a podcast say, rate, review, subscribe, all the things but it really does help us continue to create great content that is helpful to you. And so we would love for you to share it with somebody that you think it would be helpful. If you can do a uh, review for us, that would be amazing. I am so grateful to be able to be a part of your world. I'm so grateful for how you are leading and how you have led, especially through such a crazy year. 
And I am just cheering you on to see the best of your teams in this year ahead. So keep leading well, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please email Jenny at podcast at get the number four site.com. If this content has helped you in any way, we would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and on social networks. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing content coming from the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast. Your comments mean the world to us, so please rate and leave comments on our podcast. And remember, you need foresight for success. We will see you next time.